Welcome to the Capitol News Roundup. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Here are the week's top stories from Capitol News, Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he still believes the assault weapons ban that he signed into law at the beginning of this year is constitutional. Pritzker spoke to reporters on Thursday in Springfield after a federal appeals court said it would not reconsider its decision upholding the ban. I still believe that as as uh, everybody that uh, voted on the law and voted for it, uh, that this is not only uh, a uh, legal undertaking, an appropriate undertaking um, to keep and safeguard the people of the state of Illinois, but a constitutional one too. The U.S. Supreme Court issued two orders this week, turning down requests to block enforcement of the law while it's being challenged in lower courts. But a national gun rights group says it's now ready to take its appeal to the full Supreme Court. Meanwhile, Illinois State Police say they hope to begin enforcing new rules soon that will govern how Illinoisans will register their firearms, attachments, and ammunition that are now heavily regulated under that assault weapons ban. But state lawmakers are still reviewing those proposed rules and could take action in January to let them go into effect. At a hearing on Tuesday, ISP's acting chief legal counsel, Suzanne Bond, told lawmakers the agency has listened to gun owners' concerns and made changes to the rules that were first proposed in September. Predominantly, many of the changes that we made were to flesh out additional definitions um, with respect to some of the exemptions to further explain our understanding of those exemptions and how they were to be applied within our statutory authority. Lawmakers passed that assault weapons ban in January. It bans a long list of high-power firearms, along with large-capacity magazines, certain kinds of attachments, and certain high-powered ammunition. But it makes an exception for people who already owned those items before the law took effect, if they register them with the state police. Temporary rules on how to do that are currently in place, and they can be found at the ISP's website. You can also see an explainer at CapitalNewsIllinois.com. In other news, the Illinois Commerce Commission has reduced the expected electric rate hikes for utility giants Commonwealth Edison and Ameren, Illinois. While the rates will still go up, the ICC also rejected plans from the companies which included spending proposals and efforts to meet state climate goals. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the utilities should work with the state to meet those goals, but also must protect consumers. I don't think the goal here is to say you can't upgrade your transmission lines, for example, or your underground natural gas pipelines. Um, I do think that the goal is to make sure that those numbers, the amounts that are being proposed, are reasonable. Consumer and environmental advocates praised the decision as being an overdue step towards tighter utility oversight, Last month, the agency made a similar move to slash the rate hikes proposed by four gas utilities. In a rare move, Commission member and former AFL-CIO President Michael Kerrigan dissented in this decision. He says the board could have modified the requests to comply with state law. It was a little over six months ago when Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul pushed Democrats in the General Assembly to pass a law focused on so-called crisis pregnancy centers. Late Monday, Raul agreed to stop the state's enforcement of it. The attorney general's office is backing down from a legal fight over the expansion of the state's long-standing Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practices Act. Raul had pushed for the law so that his office could bring lawsuits against crisis pregnancy centers, which often advertise medical services like ultrasounds, but are aimed at deterring women from having abortions. Anti-abortion groups sued the state over the new law this summer, and in August, a federal judge temporarily blocked it, calling it, quote, both stupid and very likely unconstitutional. 
Raul said late Monday his office is still committed to protecting abortion rights. Finally, it's been three years since Illinois began offering IDs to inmates exiting state prisons, but doing the same for those held in county jails has proved more difficult. That's changing with a pilot program at the Cook County Jail. Secretary of State Alexi Janulius announced the program this week with Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart, who says the state IDs are a number one need for those exiting the jail. I cannot tell you the number of times when we've talked to an employer ready to hire this person a well-paying job that will clearly steer them in a different direction. And they'll say, you know, Tom, everything's great. This is good to go. Can you get us the ID? And then there's the long pause. There's no, we don't have it. Advocates say it's not just jobs that are difficult to get without a state ID. Formerly incarcerated people can also be blocked from getting housing, transportation, or social services, all factors in recidivism rates. The Cook County Jail pilot program will begin with detainees in the county's electronic monitoring program. Dart says the jail has, quote, better data on that population, as well as the support from probation officers who are charged with keeping track of them upon release. That'll do it for this week's Capital News Roundup. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering Illinois government. Major funding is provided by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. In addition, support comes from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association.